Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. It's Daylight Savings Day. Daylight Savings Time started. Happy Daylight Savings Day. It's really the worst. I'm boycotting it. Well, okay, so it was nice that it was so light, so late in the day. Uh, whatever. That's a small price to pay. What is it? That's, <laughs> not, that's <laughs> not the right price. It's, <laughs> it's small consolation. Yeah, that's a small consolation. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, Jack's having a little trouble going to bed, and we think it's because it was so light so late. And I we know. tried to... We shut the blinds. We shut we the turn, blinds. We dimmed the lights. We dimmed the lights. We locked them in the basement, no. and it just didn't... No, we didn't lock the basement. We did try to make it darker in our house. Yeah, but then so it was all dark on our living room and dining room, but then we took him up to a bath where it was really bright in the bathroom. Well, okay, here's the thing. I feel like you still, your body still knows it's light out, even though the blinds are drawn, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway. Anyway. He's going to sleep. Yeah, eventually. Whatever. I think he's asleep. And the thing is, they didn't even sleep in, like, the kids didn't even sleep in this morning. I know. We were thinking, well, maybe they'll wake up an hour later, clock time-wise. But we did a good job of preparing them for them, for mm-hmm. today. So, they woke up as they were supposed to. You were hoping that they, we didn't prepare right. them. Right. I was hoping they, they would wake in. up an hour later, because their clocks are an hour behind, you know? Right. But, but the real problem was bedtime tonight. Yeah. So. Anyway. Fail. But yeah, what's the deal with daylight savings time? We Here's the thing: if when we ha- we should have it in the winter. Like it really doesn't make sense to start it in March. Uh-huh. It's gonna none start of it getting. Makes sense. None of it. Okay. Well, we should just move to Arizona because I don't have it. I really don't want to live in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> you have to decide: living in Arizona or having to abide I by daylight savings time. I think we should petition time. our governor. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. If he wants to make the people happy, <laughs> this is what you do. That and ma- paid maternity You know, leave. it'd have to be, I feel like Arizona can do what they want because they're off on their own. Mm-hmm. I feel like L.A. and New York would have to do it, and then everyone else would do it. I know. I was thinking. Maybe Chicago. It'd be great if Pennsylvania could do it, but then we do so much work with Delaware and New oh, York and I know. Jersey. <laughs> Darn Jersey. But whatever. Daylight savings time. Parents, you get me. You get us. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. But we had a great weekend. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Well, much needed. Mm-hmm. I was going to say well-deserved. No, you know what? <laughs> it was well-deserved. I will say it. Um, but yeah, it was nice. And we're supposed to get a whole bunch of snow yeah, this week. Yeah, it snowed on Friday, and then it all melted by Friday evening, which was kind of nice. And you look at it, and then you have to. I was like driving home, and you're like, uh, I'm gonna have to shovel the driveway, but it was all gone. Hey, Jack was sad. Yeah, well, it's okay. He can be sad a little bit if I don't have to shovel. <laughs> um, but yeah, on Tuesday, we're supposed to get a big storm eight it, to 12 inches. Yeah, and it's supposed 50 mile an hour winds. <laughs> it's supposed to be worse north of us, so really, yeah, well, that's gonna be pretty bad for us. Yeah, I mean, it, hopefully, it'll get Daniel home. On Wednesday. Tuesday. 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 I keep getting this wrong. Today's Sunday. I know. So it's going to snow Monday night. Yes. Which is what we, for Tuesday. That's the plan. But, yeah, I'm excited. Jack really loves the snow. So he's he just going to love it. Yeah. He's going to, like, go nuts. But it's going to be so windy. He's probably going to be able to go outside. I know, but he loves just to watch it. Just to it. watch it, yeah. 
and then look and at it. And just eat it. And talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> just, and then we get to watch the Daniel Tiger Snow Day episode oh, again. Yeah. We watched it on Friday because it was a snow day. <laughs> so he'll be pumped. And that means I'll be pumped. I thought you said bummed. Pumped. Pumped. Pumped up, Pumped. man. What's that song? Um, I know what it is, but <laughs> Wait, I don't, I don't like, want like... to start singing it, so I'm not going to say it. Why? Is it bad? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pumped up kicks. That's not what I was oh, thinking. Oh, what were you thinking? I was thinking more like 90s. Pump, pump, pump it up. Pump a jam? Pump, pump it now. <laughs> 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 Stop. That's why I didn't want to give you any courage. <laughs> yes. Isn't that salt and pepper? Peppa, excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that might be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all embarrassed that I just sang that on. Well, I tried there. to stop you <laughs> on, on, on the internationally <laughs> renowned podcast. I almost said airwaves. <laughs> no. On the air. On the air. We're not even on the air. It's not broadcast. Oh, my gosh. You... It's like through the tubes the interwebs yeah okay so (laughs) (laughs) moving on uh so those of us who have been listening for a while know that holly and i Uh, what i know what you're gonna say (laughs) holly and i have a running disagreement on facebook and whether or not one should comment on things engage engage in certain things um, um, y'all can just reference the episode called "Can Facebook Change the World?" I always like said that. "Rule the World." <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's change. Yeah, but anyway, go. Which on. yeah, um, but recently you did. You said you listened to something where it had like some pretty good ground rules. Yeah, and I was definitely gonna say them after you okay. tell what happens. All right, so Holly, um, this <laughs> happens not often, but like. More than it should. <laughs> Enough to where I notice it happens. Uh, Holly will come up to me and say, um, so I posted something on Facebook. <laughs> and be kind of like sullen and be like, oh, who did you like get into an argument what with? What happened today? What happened now? And someone had posted, what was it? Someone had posted a, an article. Some article about how like um, marriage equality was being... Um, contested in some state and but the post was like for all you for all my facebook friends who are still friends with me but against gay marriage here's this but didn't imply like i don't know how you could be so hateful or something like that yeah so like the reason why i talked to i didn't know how if i should what i should bring up on my own well i think it's important to yes. mention that part it wasn't like it said just... that um the christians who are against gay marriage are just fulfilling their need for hate and judgment, I think, um, by not allowing uh, homosexuals to get married in the church. And that, like, the, the sole reason why we are against uh, gay marriage is because of... We just hate people. We just hate people. Well, we just, like, have this um, unsatisfied desire for hatred. Mm. And so we have to point, point it somewhere, so we point it towards them. Right. Which is incorrect, and I understand where you're coming from and trying to, like, dispel that notion. Well, and she addressed it to essentially me. Right. You know, <laughs> I was one of those people you know, that she I've was noticed, talking to. I've noticed everyone on the internet is always talking <laughs> about me. <Stop. laughs> she said to my – like, she I, – I know. I'm just teasing you. All right. But, yeah, so uh, Holly responded, and it just didn't – like, other people chimed in, and it 
it didn't go well and it spiraled it be- out of control and yeah and it became kind of a preoccupation for holly and it's i didn't i don't think i ever said i told you so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've been not we've been i've been um Letting Holly know when I earn points for not doing something that would annoy her. Oh, after man. After the fact. It'll be like, we'll just hang out. He'll be like, three, point, three points for me. <laughs> what were you going to do? I don't know. Sometimes he, sometimes he tells me. Because it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you get the three points because you did it. Um, anywho. So. By the way, we have a book where we have points. And <laughs> it's not points a are book. deducted. <laughs> it's like the, the houses in Harry Potter. Yeah, three points for Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible at accents. Holly, yeah. <laughs> you can't even do like a southern accent, which is surprising. <laughs> Twice already. We're how many? Nine minutes in. Uh, but, okay, so Holly, yep, made another, uh, oh, not a faux pas. She, oh, oopsie daisy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're. In I rare form. Started it off, but now I can't stop. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so um, this was a lesson learning experience for mm-hmm. me. Um, but basically, it ended with someone getting like personally offended. And he didn't even. Well, okay. But it got to a place. I started the conversation to talk about why Christ- it, the place for Christians who are against um, homosexual marriage why that doesn't come in place from hate. And so I actually, like, referred her to the Halfway Saints blog, my post, <laughs> and she was very open to that, and it was a very, uh, you know, civilized mm-hmm. interaction. But then another person chimed in and was like, okay, I understand that you don't want it to be done in the church, but what about in legalism? And then that's where you get into, like, it can get very personal because um, right, right. you talk about, like, that gay couples shouldn't be parents and that's like hurtful and right. can become it just i lost my um initial intention right and so i said that i said this has gotten away and i'm gonna back away right anyway so huge mistake disaster just kidding um and so holly was thinking of she's trying to write a like you were gonna write a blog post kind mm-hmm. of explaining why what can i say the ground rules that i learned from it okay sure um well, I didn't really learn it from it, but I listened to a podcast about it, and it said that if you wanted to talk about certain si- situations on Facebook, do it on your page. Post things on your page and interact with people if they interact on your page, but don't interact with others on their page. So if like someone has a status, maybe don't comment on it. And if, the, if you ha- feel like you have to, maybe message them in private, but only have like your public stuff done on your page. Right. Because if you talk to somebody who has a, you know, point to be made, they're not listening to you. Because I know, I know, Daniel okay. has said this. Okay. Daniel just did a big point to himself. Like, because like, I know, I know. I'm not four points for me. Oh boy. <laughs> but um, and I found that to be true. That when I looked back on my like interactions on Facebook that have left me the most unsettled, it's always when I'm talking or when I've like written it in reaction to somebody else's post Mm -hmm. where if it's my post, it's always a lot more cordial and ends much happier on both sides. Yeah. So that's the lesson to be learned there, but that got us thinking about certain things. Right. And it was, we were both trying to, 
and I was saying it's difficult for people to a if you don't you know have a relationship with Jesus and like that's not there it's really hard to get a lot of the other stuff like mm-hmm. really self-sacrificing love if you don't have a relationship with the Lord those kind of things can get muddled well the reason why I talked to this is because they were saying that they, right 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 so that's but why anyway I'll get less into the nitty-gritty here okay. but you were saying that I was I was writing my blog post right and trying to like lay out kind of what you were trying to say and it mm-hmm. it, it didn't I don't think it really worked in the in the blog post form. Well, there are two was, points to be made. Right. In this point, I was trying. Can I get into nitty gritty? No, no. I think we okay. should just move on. So what we what we ended up talking about is that Christians and I'll just say Catholics are called to, not that Christians don't do this, but speaking from a Catholic perspective, Catholics are called to pursue the highest, fullest, greatest good. You know, the most full goodness in whatever situation it is not just good in general but the fullest good and in the most perfect way possible Mm -hmm. so that well go on because one of the points that was made that was that because i it wasn't in our like tightly packed nice little christian box it must not be good right so anything outside of like exactly what we view to be right there can't be good where there are goods like she, the point that she was making is that like this is good, so why can't Jesus be in this? Because this is good. Right. This is good. It's not the fullest good. Or it's, but that's not what she was saying. But I know. But that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to clarify that. that you know. Right. Yeah. Quotation. So like people would say, well, there's good in this. Why can't you like this? Because there is good in it. But right. as Catholics, we're called to pursue the highest good, and I think especially when it comes to love, it's easy easy to understand with love. Like you're, we're called to love to the fullest and the you know, highest degree possible because that's how God loves us. He doesn't love us a lot. He loves us beyond Mm -hmm. measure. Um, So when you love someone, you don't, you don't just want like, okay, love. You want like the fullest love Mm -hmm. and you don't, um, you truly desire the best for that person. So if you love someone, you don't allow them to get into bad situations or you don't let the, like with kids, you love your kids. You're not going to let them, do something dangerous even though they really want to you know or mm-hmm. eat unhealthily even though they really want to because you you're focused on a, a higher love and a bigger picture a bigger picture right mm-hmm. um and so the i think a big misunderstanding and a um a big obstacle for for christians is to get people to understand that we Yes, it is. We have a very narrow view of certain things because our goal is to reach the highest good. And it, which is the Lord. Right. You know, that, like, I love the church's uh, phrasing with that person. What is it exactly? But the the true, the good, and the beautiful. Yeah. What is that from? It's from the catechism. I know, but what is it in reference to? The, what do you mean? Like the church pursues the truth, good and beautiful, or the Lord is the truth. No, they're, they're called the three transcendentals. I don't know exactly what you're like. What's the wording from that chapter? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that we're always pursuing truth, goodness, and beauty. Right. And that those are the three like most pivotal elements. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the three transcendentals. So they're sort of naturally occurring things that through which we can see God. 
And so if you want to see God most fully, you find something that's the most true, the most good, and the most beautiful. Right. And so if you're getting just a glimmer of those things, you're missing out on a huge, like, bright, shining light mm-hmm. that's available as well. Right. You know? So yeah. why would you take the glimmer if you could also have the bright, shining light? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. What? I thought that was, That's like, pretty good. It's pretty I thought good. it was really that good. That is really good. I wrote that down. And oh, I was did like, you? man, that's <laughs> solid. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. So the flip side to that is when you don't do that is what Christians would call sin. And I think that's another thing that people have, um, especially those outside of the, of the church, have a very poor understanding of. And when you hear sin and how it's used kind of in the secular world is something bad, like something mm-hmm. you do wrong. You're a sinner. Like, right. Well, and just like, oh, a sin is a, is something bad you do. Mm-hmm. And just that, like that, a that's, Santa Claus would say is bad. Well. Put you on a naughty list. Okay. But something that is devoid of all good. Yes. So it's like a bad, which mm-hmm. is it's which is not really the Christian understanding of it. Because like what St. Paul says is it's uh, missing the mark, which implies that you could be going in the right direction and still sin. So you could be pursuing some good but not the whole good, and through that, fall into sin. Right. And missing the mark. You, like, you can be aimed in the right direction and still miss the mark. And it can even be a good shot, but it's not a bullseye. Right. And that, and that is sin. And I think that's really difficult for people to, to understand. And it's hard, too, because like, we're, um, we all miss the mark. Right. None of us are hitting the bullseye. Mm-hmm. You know, but... We're all trying to get there. Right. And I think, like, a good concrete example that I often think of is someone comes up and asks you for, um, you know, like, money for a bus ticket and taking out all doubt. And, like, you know they definitely actually need this money for a bus ticket. And they need $10 or they need money. And you look in your wallet, you see a 5 and a 10, and you give them the 5. Like, is it good that you gave that person $5? Yes. Could you have done more? Yes. So in that instance, giving someone $5 (laughs) could be sinful because you could have loved them more. Mm -hmm. And I think most people wouldn't think of that as a sin, you know? Right. If someone says, oh, I gave that guy $5 for bus fare, you wouldn't be like, oh, you're a sinner. Right. You know, like, but it is. You didn't give fully. Right. And you didn't give fully of yourself. And you didn't, you know. It wasn't the most loving act you could have done and that therefore it's sinful. Mm-hmm. And it's, and yeah, there's, there's good in it, but it's not the fullest good. Yeah. And it takes it. I think that's too why, um, why sins of omission, mm. omission, omission are like, you know, harder to, to find yourself in and, uh, less often confessed because mm-hmm. it's like, it's very easy to be like, well, I, Ate seven hamburgers the other day, or I <laughs> <laughs> just the other day. <laughs> you know, I stole from the mall, or mm-hmm. you know, um, really things easy you do, right? things you do. Then to also um, keep in mind the things that you don't do, or missed opportunities, or um, chances that you had at so- showing someone grace that you didn't do, mm-hmm. um, because those are just as important as the others. Because if you were, if you did pick up on those and you were to act out on the um, opportunities or whatever you're missing, then, like, your walk with God would be tremendously better Mm -hmm. and more close with him. Yeah, an example just from 
this weekend, um, we were at the mall. And we didn't steal anything from the no, mall. No, we didn't. <laughs> and Holly ate seven hamburgers <laughs> and stole. No, um, and I, Holly was in one store with Jack and Blaze, or uh, with with Blaze, and me and Jack were walking into the main part of the mall, and there was a man outside, and he asked me if I had any change, and I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any change, and it was cold, so I was, like, trying to get Jack in, and then the guy, like, I didn't hear what he said, but then he stood up and, like, walked in behind us, so I was, like, kind of, like, ushering Jack along, trying to, like, get distance between us, and, like, afterwards, like, he, like, I don't think he, like, he was harmless, like, and I didn't have change, but, you know, maybe I could have said, you know, what's your name? Like, like talk to him a little bit instead of, like, kind of running away from him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people could look at that and say, like, oh, he, he, you didn't have change. You couldn't have given him change. What else could you have done? And it's like there's a situation where I, you know, in my conscious, no, I did not love that man as full as I could. And I had a lot of good reasons. I didn't know, like, I didn't want Jack to be in any danger. If there was any danger, I didn't want jack to be out in the cold any longer you know so there's a lot of good reasons and there was a lot of good that in that act but it wasn't the fullest good Mm -hmm. and so like for me like i could have done better and i think it's also not to go on too much of a tangent but it's important to point out that in the catholic church we make the distinction between venial and mortal sin and if you don't know mortal sin is anything that's grave matter which is kind of not defined, but I've heard it like, and I think the catechism refers to like what the Ten Commandments define as being grave matter, which is kind of a good guide. Yeah. Um, so it has to be grave matter. It has to be done with um, full knowledge. Uh, so going back to grave matter um, yeah. with the Ten Commandments, can you just expand a little bit on like stealing, adultery, what? You're listening. Uh, this is helpful for me. Oh, for you? You uh-huh. don't know the Ten Commandments? I do, but I just would like it if you could spell it out. Oh, so. Killing. <laughs> killing, adultery. stealing, adultery, coveting, not loving God. Yeah. Having false. So, great meaning, like, very, very serious. Very serious, yes. Would separate you from God. Yeah. In, and, in and, essence. and And your fellow man. Mm hmm. Um, Anyway, so the so a mortal sin deals with that grave matter, and then also has to be done with full knowledge and full consent of the will. So if you don't know that it's a sin, which I think would be difficult for you not to know, like a grave sin is a sin. But if you have a very poorly formed conscience, I guess you could. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so if you don't know that it's a sin, or you don't know what you're doing, it's not a mortal sin, but it is a serious sin. Um, or if you don't fully consent to it. You know, like you're forced into doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not a mortal sin. Mm-hmm. And like, so the difference is mortal sins are those that separate you from God and put you in sort of mortal danger, I guess. Like you need to have those absolved as soon as you're able to. Uh, whereas venial sins are kind of those like, they can be done with the full consent and knowledge, but they're not grave things. Or they're just sort of the the, the things that you're not, like, so, like, yesterday, I feel like maybe it was a venial sin for me not to try to to say hello to that man more, you know, and not just say I don't have any change. Mm-hmm. So it's um, the kind of, like, missing the mark but getting close to the bullseye. I feel like those are kind of, like, the venial sins. Anyway, but it's important to to talk about this distinction because it's really it's really difficult to do a perfect act in all things, you know. So you're yeah. going to fall into venial sin often. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas mortal sin is you kind of have to be trying to do it. I just want to make this thing. So we talked about sin being like you can, there could be good in it. There also could be a sin where there's no good in it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't want to. I understand that. that. Yeah. That's relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. But the idea, so when there are serious things like sex mm-hmm. and you do miss the mark, that's when it's a big deal because those sex and and I think people are under the misimpression that like Catholics don't value sex or like are embarrassed of it or something. But it, the truth is we think it's, we think very, very highly of it, mm-hmm. which is why it needs to be done in the fullest way possible. Right. So it's so good that it needs to be dealt. It's so holy and so mm-hmm. um, close to God that it's something that needs to be, you know, reverenced. Right. And it reverenced? needs to, is that a word? Uh, sure. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you understand it. Yeah. And so, like, the church teaches that sex is unitive, procreative, and communicative, meaning it, like, brings people together, it's a communion, and it leads to procreation. So any instance where those aren't there, which the church has kind of laid out here, the like, here's the fullest way to think about sex, that it's done between two people who love one another that it creates a bond between them that it um you know is procreative and directed towards having children um in a stable family like anything outside of that is missing the mark Mm -hmm. and you know and is not to be condoned you know so that's and it is understanding it from that perspective i think makes more sense than a bunch of not to do's, you know, like don't do this, don't do that. Yeah, it's definitely. sort of, it's very, um, it is very narrow, but it's not, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's not like, neg- it's a positive law rather than negative, you know? Yeah. It's not, don't do this, this, and this. It's saying, here's how this needs to be done. Yeah. Which implies, don't do it the other ways. Exactly. Um, so I just, I'm thinking about the exact situation that I was in. I don't. I don't think we need to go into okay. that situation. I think that was just. Uh, yeah. Good start. I don't right. want to try to solve, like, say what you should have said because I don't. I, know. I don't know the situation, and you really can't. And I just need to shut up about it. Is what That's needs a to great happen. idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I really loved what I heard. I think you actually told it to me, but I think the church teaches it that, like, the church. I probably made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The church teaches the ideal for the real, or you find the ideal in the that real. That sounds like something Damon Owens would say. It does. It rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've like heard it before I knew of Damon Owens. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's what the church does, is that it teaches the ideal so that the real can um, aspire to be the right. ideal. And like Jesus tells us, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect Mm -hmm. and like yeah that's a high that's a what is the word that's a tall order Mm -hmm. but that's why we have you know confession and like like you kind of not i'm saying no one i'm not saying everyone has to sin but it is it is easy to especially when you think of venial sin like it is easy to fall into sin well we're all broken we're We're all all sinners right none of us are perfect um original sin right but that doesn't uh, excuse us from trying to be perfect. Yeah. And the desire to be perfect. And that's why, that's why confession is so great. Like 
it's because you are going to miss the mark. It's going to happen. You know, you're not a saint yet. You're becoming one. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. Um, and so that's why, like, confession is such, like, a vital part of Christian life. And why um, to teach the idea like this, to um, to have something to hope for and to go towards and to, like, run the race toward, as, as mm-hmm. St. Paul says, um, it's, we're pursuing the most good. We're pursuing this ideal in that this good that is there, as I said earlier, is the Lord. And so the more and more that we run toward it, the closer and closer and closer that we get to the Lord. So mm-hmm. if, like you were just saying, like, um, like why would you stay? Why would you – I lost what you just said. I forgot what uh, you just said. I know. But about sin, about – oh, like with venial sins. Like, yeah. You can get so caught up in them, but why stay there when you can keep trying to get holier? Right. Well, you mean go to confession and yeah. reset? Yeah. And like reset and and just start anew and to repent and to like, I don't know, start going. <laughs> I don't know, just run toward the Lord. Right. If you see the Lord and you see that he is good, run toward him. And I think a lot of even problems in the church today is – is asking why can't we just settle for this, which is kind of good. Right. And, and it's like, because, because we're supposed to be perfect. Like, and not to get into contemporary church politic kind of thing, but we're, nothing has changed about human nature since the uh, incarnation. Yeah. It's not like it's any harder to be holy. I mean, it may be harder in certain circumstances to be holy, but we're still capable of it. We're just as capable of holiness now as we were 2000 years ago, right after, you know, and holiness looks the same, right? Like holiness is being close with the Lord. The Lord is the same Mm -hmm. yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Right. And why settle? Like the the thing is that they're asking us to settle and it's like, why would we say, why would be okay? Why would we be okay with the counterfeit when we can have the real thing? Mm -hmm. And I think at, you know, I think, pastors in the church and bishops have um they have a special responsibility to hold people to that ideal Mm -hmm. and when they fail to do that i think it's very hazardous for kind of their own well-being like i I forget who it was there's some quote that like someone said about like they they don't doubt that there are there are many bishops in hell because Mm -hmm. it's such there's so much responsibility and you're given charge of you know, souls and leading them astray. And like, and Jesus says, if, you know, woe to those who lead the little ones astray, it's better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck. I know. I can't imagine taking on that responsibility. I was thinking about that the other day, that, that the parish priest, his responsibility is not his congregation. It's the geographic parish boundaries around him. I remember Archbishop Chaput one time, there's some interview with him and they asked about that's about something he said my i'm responsible for all of philadelphia i'm not you know i'm not just the pastor of the catholics yeah i'm philadelphia's pastor and it's yeah i think that's some priests might forget that i think so i think it's easy to but i think like to do how much different it would be if every parish priest would do like community events for not just personal parishioners Mm mm-hmm I th- and a lot do. Yeah. I'm not saying that they no, don't, no, no. but like, 
if they really took seriously the charge of like you are the pastor of the souls for all of these people in mm-hmm. this area and to like really evangelize that area yeah but anyway i think we're getting off on Sorry, a tangent but but yeah so they should be they should hold people to the ideal and i don't think it's uh productive or good not to to say and i okay and so there's a difference between like meeting someone where they are and not expecting them to be perfect right away and never never showing them how they should be. That was one of the big things that I wanted to say mm-hmm. in the conversation was that like true love loves you no matter like who you are, where you came from, what you're doing. But true love doesn't let you stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. True love pushes you towards the Lord. That's what and that's what um the highest power of or highest form of love mm-hmm. is to push the other to to heaven mm-hmm. and so true like i get so frustrated with this like love is love is love is love is love and like why can't we all just love each other and all that business and like i want to i am loving you what you don't understand is that love is hard and that mm-hmm. love doesn't mean that i just get to keep you where you're at and that like like for me with our boys like I love them so much and they hate it sometimes yeah. because they can't, because Jack can't have popcorn. He freaked out about oh not gosh. eating popcorn We've not had today. popcorn in like probably six months and he like laying on the floor, I want popcorn. What the heck? Where did that come any? from? Okay. Anyway. We realized later that it was misplaced anger yeah. because he wanted to keep playing with his beans. But <laughs> he wanted to keep, he, the kid spent like. Probably two full hours uh, yeah. scooping beans and moving Four. them from bowls, different bowls. and Just two bowls, one, one bowl to the other. And he had back a, and a dump truck at one point carrying them to it. Anyway. Two spoons. That was great. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's only going to get harder to love them as they get older and older. Like, at two years old, I'm sure that this yeah. is, like, a walk in the park compared to a teenager trying to love them and, and right. discipline and show them the way to, like, true holiness. Mm. But um, true love doesn't let him, like you said earlier, like, um, eat crappy food. Right. You know, true love doesn't just say like, yeah, just do whatever you want because you do you, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah. And I think the, the kind of what I was telling Holly, the big problem is if you, you need, for this to make sense, you need to love the Lord and you need to stick close to the Lord. And it's, if someone doesn't have that or they, you know, have a misguided understanding of what that means, then it is difficult and it is you know, very personal, you know, to tell Mm -hmm. someone, you know, I think you're misunderstanding Jesus. (laughs) It's really hard. Especially when it's such a big lifestyle Mm -hmm. situation like I was in, like, I don't know. It's hard, but you you just can't back down from the truth. But you must, you have to do it charitably. You cannot do it. Which is why I walked away. Right. But anyways, so my point was that there's, uh, People have to learn this. You can't say, well, here, you have to do that. Like, someone's not going to go from not knowing anything about following Jesus to doing it perfectly. No way. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's not, someone's not, people don't get this. Like I said, we're, we're, none of us are saints, but, you know, we might be becoming saints and on that path to holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a path, but it's. It's pointing in the right direction at the ideal, mm-hmm. focusing on the bullseye, on the mark. And you're going to miss, you're going to stray, but you you have to keep returning to that path to go there. As soon as you settle anywhere 
outside of that path, that's when you go off the rails. And that's when you're starting to shoot at something else. And right. You don't even realize it, mm-hmm. too, which is hard. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but, so did you have anything else on this? I was going to go a slightly different direction. Mm. Nope. So, um, so we've been kind of talking about very general and lofty things. Um, I don't know how lofty. Well, I, broad ranging kind <laughs> okay. of like in general humanity. Um, but also I think we need to remember to follow these principles in our own home and in our own family life because uh, you know a truth is a a universal truth is affects every aspect of your life so you're supposed to love fully if you're supposed to love the lord fully you're supposed to love everyone fully and that means down to the smallest detail including your family life so um and i think within the home is a a place where it's more naturally uh observable or like you kind of naturally know like parents should love their kids uh unconditionally like i think that's kind of something people assume and understand yeah um but it's we have to be perfect spouses and perfect parents too just as we strive to be perfect humans Mm -hmm. um so so what are ways how can you love me perfectly how do you love your spouse perfectly uh, no, I won't put you on the spot. Oh, gosh, thank but, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but in thinking of this, like, I, it's made me ask myself, am I loving Holly as full as I could? Is everything I'm doing loving her well enough? You know, is it? And it's, I think a lot of times the answer is no. You know, I'm doing kind of what, I'm settling for good and not the full is good. And it, whether it's like, oh, yeah, I will give Holly five minutes before I go wake her up and tell me to help with the kids, you know? Because mm. she sleeps all the time. It'd be like three in the I afternoon, mean, she's napping. No, just kidding. Nap and nap and nap. <laughs> Holly's not a napper. Well, I you wish. you would be. I if wish. You... <laughs> I can't. I'm not a good sleeper. But, um, yeah, to be the best and most good to each other mm-hmm. as well. And also to, to push them, to, like, as I was reflecting on what to talk about tonight, um, I kept catching myself and wanting Jack and Blaze to be the best that they can be mm-hmm. and to push them towards the best that they can be versus like, cause that was deflecting a little bit, but, um, but that I want them to be, I never want them to think that they can't do something. Mm-hmm. So the best way that I can love them is to let them have the freedom and knowing their power. Mm-hmm. They're superpowers. <laughs> We're a family of superheroes. We really want them to start honing their abilities now. <laughs> um, come on. Don't say powers. What am I supposed to do with that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you just lost three points. That's okay. Oh, just got him back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but just to like let them be free enough to understand mm-hmm. the power of who they are and that they can really be um, whoever God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. and to let them do that in freedom. And um, one thing that I'm going to – I think I'm going to write a blog post about it, but for Lent I have given up being a mean mom because for a little while there I just became really mean. She's holding on to the mean wife thing, but she gave up mean mom. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Ah! Um. <laughs> <laughs> that noise was a laugh, I think. It was an arg, like you're giving me a noogie kind of thing. <laughs> 
But um, that I was for a little while getting really mean and like really quick to be like, no, you have to be okay. Like you have to be okay with this diaper change. And until you get that way, I'm just going to make you be okay. <laughs> that doesn't Which work. Which works really well <laughs> with a one-year-old. Um, and so I've kind of uh, challenged myself this Lent to give that up. And so every time that I'm tempted to do that, I have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> this is the internal process. This is the inside of Holly's mind. <laughs> but, um, I really, it's, it's brought to light a lot of times when I've wanted to do it and, um, have, can't say I haven't failed, but it has changed my parenting into just be kind and patient and more loving. And every day I'll go to sleep and I'd be sad because I wasn't kind, patient, and loving. And I would be mean, mean, mean. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of all those things. And now I can go to bed and I can uh, kind of kind of easily say, like, it's yeah, weird. I was more kind, more loving. Holly more actually loving. pats herself on the back before getting to bed. <sighs> it's really, it's kind of weird, but but I'm a good, loving spouse and I don't say anything about Shut it. Shut up. I don't do that. I know. Um... I lost all my points. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, it's been an adventure, but it's been really good to try to just be better. Right. And in like, I've, my goal has kind of, I mean, not, I've been doing this for a while, but like in recently realized my goal should be to really love the boys fully. And it means, and to me that means, um, Answering Jack's crazy questions he asks and not just saying, oh, I don't know, you mm-hmm. know, like engaging him and like wanting to do the silly things that he wants to do and not like, yeah, he'd probably be happy if I sat on the couch and read a book with him. But what he really wanted to do was play with cars on the ground. Mm-hmm. So like really loving him to the fullest and not not doing it halfway, because, again, like, yeah, sitting with him and reading a book is good and there's good in that. But what he really wanted to do was to play with cars on the ground, but I didn't feel like sitting on the ground. Like, that's not, I'm not doing the fullest good. Like I'm the, settling for something that's good, but not the fullest. The other day, I noticed that you, um, a lot of times when you come home from work, you're in your work clothes, and Jack wants to tackle you, and you're able to use the excuse that, no, I'm in my work clothes, you can't tackle me. Mm-hmm. But the other day, Daniel, right whenever you got home, you went and put on some workout clothes. Or I think you actually put on your pajamas. Come because on, 5 I w- p.m. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. Where was I going to go? Nowhere. But it was wonderful you put on your pajamas. Because then Jack could tackle you. And he was so excited. And you were able to play with him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, three points for me. Why? Why? What did you do? You I complimented me? I'm not me? supposed to tell you. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I didn't do something. Oh, okay. I got it. I remember how it works. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he um, was able to play with Jack, and Jack was so thrilled because Jack, or because Daniel took that extra step to love right. him really fully. And it's, he doesn't, Jack may not even notice, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. You know, the point is to love them fully. And it's, love is kind of a, I don't know, it's not a one direction thing. Like, you can love someone and they never return it and it's still um, a good thing for you to do. Right. You know? So it doesn't matter if he doesn't understand it or he can't reciprocate or someone doesn't reciprocate. That act in itself is still good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think especially during Lent when we talk about sacrifice and those kind of things and letting go of selfishness, 
Um, this is an area, both with Holly and with the boys, really trying my best to love them fully. And not by not by my own standards, but by God's standards. That's awesome. And um, <laughs> what? That was serious. I know, I know, but it sounded silly. Because uh, um, you said it like a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> that's like so awesome. Um, no, but isn't that what St. Jose Maria Escriva talks about a lot, about like doing everything like 100%? Right. If you're going to do anything, which you have to because you're human, <laughs> um, do it 100% and mm-hmm. put your all into And doing everything. it all for the Lord, yeah. I've been thinking lately how I, like at the end of the day and with the boys and with our children, like per- perspective? Per- what? Perspective children? Yeah. Ones we're going to like... <laughs> If they apply to be in our family, we'll let them. Future children? Future children. (laughs) (laughs) And our future children. I want to look back at their childhood and be like, I was spent. At the end of every day, I was spent, like, tired from playing with them and, like, giving everything to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, to you and to myself. And Yeah. You know. I give yeah. it yourself too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not not holding anything back. Exactly. Um, into my community and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, try not to hold anything back. Yeah. Because I just think, and you're not, again, I think the underlying, not underlying, but the kind of um, thing that's running alongside this is you're not going to be perfect at this. Mm-hmm. But the the point is to not, is to stay on the right path. Mm-hmm. So like I can think of like, oh man, I should have reached out to all these friends so long ago, like the opportunities passed. But the um, the next step isn't to like write off, write that off. It's to get back on the right path. Yeah. And not to be discouraged and, you know, not to settle for something less and not to be discouraged and not try at all. Because mm-hmm. we have hope. We got to hope for more. Yeah. Um, and we also have to have the like, conscience to see when we don't have it all right you know yeah i mean i think i think the like i think sinning and reconciliation are more of a natural kind of uh pattern of life than we realize you know like in any situation because again thinking of sinning as not reaching that that mark like with a relationship, it's not always going to be the perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to hold up your end of it really well, which when we talk about relationship with God, we call that sin, but we wouldn't necessarily call, like with your best friend, if you forgot to call him on his birthday, we wouldn't, you know, most people wouldn't say, oh, that's a sin. But like mm-hmm. thinking in terms of that relationship, that's a, a missing of the mark in your responsibilities in that relationship. You kind of like, it's, it's more natural than you think for it to like, for you to fail and come back and get back to you know, to be reconciled to them. Mm-hmm. You call them and say, hey, I'm sorry, I forgot your birth. You know, like, yeah. that's that's so natural, but we don't really think of it as being natural because the idea of sin and of holiness is so um, skewed in a lot of people's minds that it's, here's just a list of things not to do. Whereas, right. like, this is a relationship. It goes, it goes south sometimes. You have to mend it and bring it back. And that's what this all is, is a relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. And he speaks to us in relationship with him and in this personal interaction with him. And it's even thinking of it as like, we're always confined by like our human understandings, but a relationship, we tend to think of like a friend, a spouse, that kind of thing. But it's really a relationship with God is your whole life. It is. 
So like everything's pointed towards that. Right. So your whole life must be pointed towards that relationship. Towards that cuz you know, Christ is the or the Eucharist is the source and summit of all Christian life and mm-hmm. you know, God is our beginning and our end. And so we have to our whole lives have to be pointed towards him and in the fullest way possible. Yeah. Anything outside of that is not not good enough. It's I, it's just not. Yeah. And you have to get back on the right path. Mhm. Simple as that. That's just the way it is. Come on. I know, I know. Is it the Tupac Biggie version or the... Or Things Billy... will never be the same. I know, but that's a sample from... Is it a Billy Joel song? I'm pretty sure I was going with Tupac. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's all I got. You got mm. any more? No, we managed to not offend anyone. Maybe. Well, you tried pretty hard to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Daniel was telling me to wrap it up quite a few times there. Well, no, I didn't want to get into no, how you no, should have handled I have, it. I have such a hard time realizing when to shut up. It's I like, just got to learn. I mean. I said it. It was me. No, now would be a good time oh. so you could wrap it up. Darn it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but um, really, yeah. So think about that this Lent. Loving to the fullest. And we're, again, I don't, I feel like we should add this disclaimer. We're, the, we don't think, we don't do the things we talk about well all the time. Like this is a reminder for us as well to oh, yeah. to to love fully and in in everything and with everyone we do. Um, we never claim to have it all together. Right. That's why we're halfway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you have any feedback, any questions, any uh, angry emails for Holly, um, hmm. just kidding. Send please send them to halfway saints podcast at gmail dot com. Um, follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Uh, like us on Facebook. Check out our blog on yeah. um, at halfwaysaints.com. Hopefully, we'll get some more <laughs> blog posts up. We always say we're like, oh man, this week, these past two weeks were crazy busy, mm. uh, but they're always busy. So, but is. we're gonna try. It. We're gonna work it in there. I have two in mind. I think I said the last podcast. <laughs> Dang it! But I do have things in mind. Yeah. Mean mom coming up. Mm-hmm. The non-mean Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a great week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.